is happening now? We're about to send you back to the Rebuta! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Back to the Revuture, where we look at classic films that we might not have seen and take a look at them now. You can hear that you join us on a dark, stormy, spooky night for our 2021 Halloween Fright Fest Spooktacular. <laughs> Except this dark and stormy night seems a lot like a bright sunny Sunday afternoon so that we don't freak ourselves out too much. <laughs> I am Drew Bridger. <laughs> Trying to say it with gravitas. I'm Amber Inch. With a little less <laughs> gravitas than mine. It is, of course, our favourite time of year. It is getting on to that spooky season, listeners, where we start looking at some horror films. The back catalogue of which is a lot more vast than our other films the rest of the year because you don't generally watch horror films. No. no so I don't. this time on our 2021 Halloween. Fright Fest Spooktacular! <laughs> it's alright, I'll do that every single time. Oh. It's okay, yeah. We have not one, not three, but two <laughs> special spooky films to review. Two icons of gore, titans of terror that Amber has had minimal exposure to. Minimal? Well, you've got, well, you've sort of met them in person, really, haven't you? Yeah, it's not minimal. So, for our 2021 Fright Fest Spooktacular, we are looking at the 1980s, Friday the 13th, and 1984's A Nightmare on Elm Street. Two iconic horror films that have set countless franchises ablaze. Numerous amounts of merchandising, which is quite surprising when you take into context the source material of it. It's very strange, but nonetheless, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, two iconic horror films that a lot of people know today that you haven't seen before. But we have had some kind of exposure to them before, haven't we? Well. Mm, well. <laughs> so what we're going to do with this is we are going to go in chronological order. 
in our reviews of these films, and we're going to get a rating for each of them after we've reviewed both of them. So you're not going to get to hear what the ratings for each of them are until we're done talking about each of them. But, Amber, tell the listeners why you're not that much of a horror fan. Like, you're not really into horror films, are you? No. I don't really know why. I just don't think that... I don't know. All the ones that I watched haven't really been that good. I don't know whether I just watched ones that were bad. I watched, like I've seen a couple in the past, wasn't really interested right. in them, didn't think they were that good. I feel like the acting is always awful. <laughs> the acting's always awful. I mean, that is a fair thing to say, really. I think that with certain horror films, it's it's kind of synonymous with either over the top or kind of flat acting, particularly ones that are a little bit like low budget. If they're low budget, you don't tend to have big name actors making an appearance to kind of give give the scene that extra acting chops. No, but I always think they're gonna be really, I always think in my head they're gonna be really scary and then when I actually watch them, I'm not really that scared. No. So the reason why I wasn't watching them before was because I didn't want to see something terrifying. But <laughs> they're not... I haven't, really, I haven't really been scared by any of them. No. Well, we watched Halloween last year. Yeah. Which I think you and I both agreed was a kind of icon of the genre. Yeah, it's almost like film, the though. blueprint for a lot of horror films that followed it afterwards. Yeah. And especially since Halloween has had so many other films come after it. Well, they it. all have, haven't they, really? Well, yeah, they, they kind of all have started off their own franchises, which is really good for them and their success. But Halloween is kind of synonymous with having a lot of different branching kind of timelines. They rebooted it a bunch of times. But we both agreed that Halloween as a film on its own, not taking into consideration any other sequels, Hmm. is a blueprint of what a good horror film should be. And it set the scene so much for films after that. It was almost like a masterclass in how to write horror from John Carpenter. And you watched that last year. And considering that that came out in 1978, you agreed that it was scary when you were watching it in the context of it. He is quite scary. Yes. But you weren't to the point where you were freaked out afterwards no 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 no, that that's never i've never watched anything where i've been scared afterwards to do stuff or like oh i can't be on my own like that's never happened he is a freaky character michael myers mostly because he doesn't (laughs) michael myers (laughs) michael myers mostly because he's just completely expressionless emotionless soundless dead still and it's really eerie like it's really creepy and um last halloween when we watched halloween yeah obviously that was also in the daytime 
<laughs> because this is why this is the thing my imagination goes I'm going to be terrified by this this is going to be horrible I'm going to be so scared I have to watch it in the daytime yeah. and then I watch it and I'm like oh okay it's not that bad no like, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. It's fine. your mind runs away with you which yeah. is kind of part of the appeal of horror films in a way isn't it well, I suppose. the kind of imagination of things being scarier than they actually are yeah so it, to pull back the curtain on how we record these episodes generally speaking on an evening that we have together if we have the time and opportunity to do it we will pick a film from a list of films that we know we haven't seen that we've thought this will be good this will be good this will be good this will be good we'll pick a film we'll watch it and we'll record our episode after the fact but our halloween ones generally speaking need a little bit more planning because we have to do them in the daytime <laughs> well we've only done one before no, but this but this one as well. Yeah, this one's fun. included. So we kind of have to plan ahead a little bit more and go, right, we've got to do it during the daytime. It's still it's still October, though, when we're doing this, so it's still kind of Halloween time. It's 100% spooky season. So, yeah, last year when it was Halloween that we watched, a couple of weeks after, so actually I think it was Halloween night. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it was a few weeks before Halloween when we watched the film Halloween. and did the podcast yes. and everything, wasn't it? So then a couple of weeks after, when it was Halloween night, I came home from work. It was just getting dark, obviously, getting ready because it had been pandemic and it was still kind of, the pandemic was still happening. Like, nobody was really working properly still. So I thought, obviously, people aren't going to be out and about. They're not going to be trick-or-treating because parents don't want kids out and mm. because of the pandemic, all that sort of stuff. Because as if 2020 and 2021 haven't been scary enough <laughs> yeah. for most people. Let's yeah. be frankly honest about it. It's been a bit of a horror show the entire time, but yeah. yeah. Um, so I came home, took the dog out straight away because I knew it was going to get dark really like early mm. because it was already about five, like obviously half past five, so mm. it's starting to get dark already. Walked the <laughs> walked the dog, was coming back from the park, walking down the like residential street that we're in, um, and all of a sudden Michael Myers just stands on the porch of one of the houses as I'm walking <laughs> past, and he just watches me from the top of the road. I was like a good, I was quite far, I I was quite far away from him, and obviously the house that whoever this was was living in, yeah, had the the porch was... Well, assuming that people live there. Oh, they do, because I'd seen other people going. Oh, out. okay, okay. I was going to say, because if that house had no one living there, that's no, even I've worse. I've seen them before, I've seen them before. <laughs> and it was kind of like, yeah, so they've got this glass porch, so he must have just been looking out of his window, like his living room window, mm. and when somebody started to walk past, he just came out and stood there. But there was nobody else on the street at all because of the type of time it was. It was starting to get dark, so it was like a hazy twilight type looking time. And we and the dog were walking, and I just like, I just like clocked him coming out of his because he stayed in the glass part. He didn't come out. Well, you punched him. No. Oh, you oh you visually clocked him. I thought you, <laughs> I thought you meant clocked him as in you turn around. Whoa, bang. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> And so he came out of his front door and stood in the glass porch and he was holding a knife and he had the mask and the boiler suit on and he just looked up in my direction and then <laughs> followed me with his, just with his head the entire way down the street. And like, obviously when I kind of first saw him, <laughs> I did a little like, oh, oh. <laughs> and then I looked at the dog and I was like, come on, let's go, come on, let's go, come on. 
quickly, like, quickly, like, quickly, quickly. Dragging the dog behind you. The dog's like, oh, God, bloody like, hell. I'm so stubborn. I'm so stubborn that I kind of wanted to make the person doing it think that they hadn't bothered me at all. So I was right. like, no, let's yeah. just pretend that he's barely even there. Like, I don't even care about this. I don't even care. I actually don't care. This is fine. <laughs> and so I was just walking along, like just slightly quicker than usual. But I was also staring at him the entire time as well. So there was just <gasps> two regular humans staring at each other. <laughs> it's like, it's weird. Why do you do that? I mean, credit to him. The ability of just standing there and doing nothing and just staring people out is unsettling enough, right? So, obviously, no one's going, no one last year was going trick or treating, no one was going up to people's houses. So, he or she, whoever it was, it was quite really large. Oh, okay, all right. Credit to them. They knew that they could probably get away with just standing there and not having anyone come up to them for whatever well, reason. He was in the he was in the glass but, bit of his porch. He didn't come outside onto the street or anything. But it was just it was really cool. Like it was yeah. like what he did was it was really cool. It's and just it was a good really, idea. It was just really like clever. It's effective. Yeah, it was really effective. It was really clever. Um, now, do you reckon if he had opened the door to his glass porch and yeah, took a step, ran. you would have booked it down the street? <laughs> I would have ran because I would have thought, "Oh, this isn't a joke." No, <laughs> he's actually dog, coming to kill me now. Dog would have been there, like, "Oh, this is fun. We're running now. <laughs> brilliant!" <laughs> dogs have dogs there having the time of our life. Oh yeah, this is brilliant. So much fun. We're going for a run. Yeah, hardly ever go for a run down the streets. Like just to myself, I was just kind of like laughing, and I was like. Walking, obviously walking her next to me, and right. like looking back every few seconds, like staring at him and seeing where he was, <laughs> just like to myself under my breath, being like, "This is okay. <laughs> we're having a fun time. <laughs> this is fun. It's Halloween, remember?" <laughs> but like they had so, their house all decorated really nicely, like ch- like kid like, like yeah. they had some little pumpkins outside, and that was it. But then their windows had like cute little ghosts stickers and like cute little pumpkin stickers and it was like it was all like oh it's so cute and then he comes out just like that i just like to imagine that inside there's the rest of the family sitting down doing family activities and it's like where's ron (laughs) (laughs) oh he stood outside in his michael he saw someone walking down the street and he's gone outside in his michael myers suit uh just to just to you know go and frighten the living crap out of them <laughs> oh god is he gonna do that all night we kind of like I for him know. to he join could... in yeah because run <laughs> because they stop had... standing outside because <laughs> they had um lit up their porch from the inside with like right. green and purple lights so he, if it's if it was darker that would have been terrifying yeah so if somebody yeah. walked past in the dark you would have just would have seen really the shadow of them i don't know what he was i don't the know what he was doing maybe he thought i was younger and he thought oh this would be funny uh, i don't know but like for, for like a big imposing man to stand out on his yeah. porch with that mask on as it's getting dark in front of like one lonely woman walking past like that's weird yeah that's weird that is i mean yes that is unsettling <laughs> But that's what Halloween's about, really, isn't it? 
Well, obviously, because, in a way, because it was Halloween night, it's not quite as weird because you think, no. oh, he's just getting to the fun of it. Yeah, but if it was mid April, the film was called, <laughs> the film was called Halloween. Yeah, though, and he was actually killing people. Yeah, and he did actually stand and stare at people and yeah. watch them. So you're kind of like, so like, is this a joke? Is this a joke? <laughs> this is the thing, is this and a this joke? is what I can't get behind. Yeah. Like when I'm watching a film, it's a obviously I know it's a joke. Not a joke, but it's not real. Like I'm not gonna sit and watch these like horror films. Friday the Thirteenth, yeah. and then think, oh no, I better not go to a camp in the forest because I'm gonna be stabbed. Like I mean, right. <laughs> anyway, number one, I'm never gonna be in a camp in the forest. So that's not gonna happen. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a situation that is gonna be a rarity for you to find <laughs> yourself in. So you're safe so from that already. Exactly. You He's do not, not do go sleeping outside. No, well, no. no. So that isn't something that I'm scared of because I would never be in that situation. Sure. (laughs) But if somebody was to come outside of his house and stand on the street dressed like Jason Voorhees, I would obviously be a bit like, oh, that's kind of cool because it's Halloween and he's dressed up like this. And then also in the back of my mind, I'm going, but he might be a serial killer because they do exist. (laughs) Like That's the thing. My brain can't separate it. Yeah, it's like... The chances of that being someone that's actually going to hurt me are slim. Probably slim. But not zero. zero, Yeah. Yeah. So, like, people do kill other people. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. So that's a sad fact of the world that we live in, that, you know, some of this stuff isn't entirely fictional, which is a little bit like... No, but it's not common, really. Like, it's not common that somebody's just going to randomly find you and stab you or whatever you know they normally no. know you or they're going to do it on purpose because you've done something to them. whatever like you're not right. just going to be walking down the street and somebody's going to target you That's, no. I mean because I've got to say some of the true crime stuff that you read or watch or listen to or whatever sometimes that is scarier than most horror films that I've seen it, it always is yeah yeah true life imitates art and art imitates <laughs> life it's like you know, but these it's are why very people weird. have these things, though. They think of these types of horror film situations and these like urban legends and myths because these stories are things that actually do happen in real life. Yeah, and there are there are stories that are awful and worse than the things yeah. that you watch in films. Yeah. Now I've got to say because that leads us into a little bit to your prior exposure to. Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, and these kinds of films. And that mentality that you have of like, oh, I know that this is all fake, but the chances of me getting hurt here are slim, but not zero. And it's nice that you uh, talked about this experience that you had on Halloween, because our last podcast for Halloween came out just before Halloween night. So we couldn't actually include that in the podcast because that that happened afterwards. (laughs) So it's good that we've included that. But we may have mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast before. I'm not entirely sure. But I think that it is time that we talked about the infamous trip to Universal Studios, Hollywood, that we took and the reaction... (laughs) that you had to Halloween Horror Nights, where I, in my infinite idiocy, (laughs) built it up to you 
in a way that was unclear to you as to exactly what the night was going to be like. But all I was saying was, oh, it's going to be so much fun. Oh, you're going to love it. Oh, it's, it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be so much fun. You're going to get, like, scared by things. And they got this happening and this happening. And they do these special events. And, oh, it's going to be great. Oh, they've got this IP as a house this year. Getting really excited. So all you saw was my excitedness about it leading well, up no, to it. No, we watched videos of the mazes and people going through them before we went. I think we watched a couple, but yeah, I didn't want to did. I didn't want you to see too much cuz in again, in my infinite idiocy, I wanted it to be a and little bit so of funny a surprise that you to you. About, that you thought that I was going to have a really great time knowing that I never watched any horror films. Now, please paint us a picture, paint myself and the good fair people listening to this special episode a picture of the events of the evening nay through the day as well leading into the night <laughs> paint a picture paint a picture I mean, so what was the process f- and and the point at which you kind of went i'm i'm checking out now immediately immediately okay <laughs> The first thing that happened when we got there in the dark was ridiculous sensory overload because couldn't hear or see anything because of fog and music that was just ridiculously loud, right? right. So I don't know what was going on. And I am four foot 11 or something. I don't know. <laughs> so I was stood in a crowd. And we'd had of... such a great time during the day as well. We'd been through Hogwarts. We'd been through Jurassic Park. We'd been through The Simpsons. Yeah, I wasn't entirely prepared for them to kind of give you no break. And that's what was just annoying me a little bit more than anything. So we were obviously stood in the crowd waiting for the opening ceremony thing that they do, which I didn't know happened. Opening ceremony. Everybody everybody gets really excited about that, but I didn't know that was happening. So I was stuck in a crowd. I couldn't see what was going on in front of me because I'm small, so there was just loads of really tall people. So I couldn't see anything else. I didn't know what was happening. I couldn't hear what was happening because everything was really loud. And Mm. then all of a sudden, people in front of me just start running, like pelting it. And I don't know why, because I couldn't see. And then... I realised why, because somebody was coming at me with a chainsaw and I couldn't move out. Of the, I didn't move out of the way quick enough because I didn't know what I was moving out of the way from. <laughs> so then this like man in, with a chainsaw that smell and sounded really real and looked really real. In the Hollywood ones, they is... really do because they're <laughs> petrol engines. Yeah, because when somebody's wielding a chainsaw at you, your immediate reaction is an, oh, ha ha, this is fun. This is funny and nice. This is great. I love this and like try and hug him or yeah. something like your immediate reaction is somebody's running towards me with a chainsaw yeah oh i'm gonna die <laughs> <laughs> like, i need I to get out of the way i don't understand why my reaction is the unusual one sure <laughs> this is sure. what i don't get like my reaction to somebody wielding a chainsaw at me is the unusual reaction right but it's not it's not it's the no. natural normal reaction of somebody yeah <laughs> so so yeah, so they started running running, and I didn't know why, and then they came towards me with a chainsaw, and then immediately I was just like, uh, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine. So how do they know that the person who's got a job here isn't actually trying to kill people? How do they know? 
And then as soon as I thought that, as soon as I thought somebody here might actually be trying to kill people, and that is, this is like the perfect way for somebody to execute murders without people realising. Because Because everyone will think... obviously in a situation where you can run around with a chainsaw. Oh, haha, this is so fake. I've got blood going (laughs) up me now. Oh, this is brilliant. Oh, look at that person. They just massacred somebody in front of us. That's really funny. Ha ha ha. Like, oh, so cool. So real. Oh, that was so cool. Well, no, they're actually dead. (laughs) So as soon as I... I shouldn't be laughing. I shouldn't be laughing, really. Because for me, it was a different story. Like, this was the third time that I had been to Universal Studios in Hollywood and done Halloween Horror Nights. So... Obviously, the first time I was a little bit like you, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't realize that there were scare zones that you had to walk through to get from one part of the park to a different part of the park where it's kind of free game, you know? It's free roaming. There are people just like hidden around the place. They'll walk next to you. They'll chase you. They'll run up to you out of nowhere. And it's just in this zone between two parts of the park. Now, of course, you can take a different route round. Well, you couldn't then, though, because that was how you got in. Yeah, exactly. There was no no other way to do it. You have to go through the first bit down the main street in order to get to any other part of the park that you want to get to. Yeah. So I knew going in that it was, oh, these people are going to jump out at you. They'll hide behind bins. They'll be on stilts. They'll be hiding behind benches. They'll jump out at you in these scare zones, but there are bits that you can take a break in, obviously, but there are bits you have to walk through to get to other parts of the park. And the other parts of the park are where all of the scare mazes and IP things are. It's where the the Terror Tram is, which is the Studio Tram tour, but they drop you off halfway and make you walk through the back lot to get back up to the main bit again. And I knew that that was all going to happen, and I probably should have said. Well, it didn't matter you, though, because even if I knew that that was going to happen, yeah, it's different knowing and being there and seeing it. I can tell from the look on your face that you haven't entirely thoroughly forgiven me. <laughs> I don't, I'm not. I know. I don't. I know. What do you mean? You still know. look a little bit like you still look like you've got that look in your eyes when you're reminiscing about it. Like, oh my god, I can't believe I got sucked into it. <laughs> Got sucked into what? Can't believe I got dragged into doing the whole night. Oh, right. Yeah. But then, so after that, we got through that bit. And I I said, let's get on the Terror Tram first. Because the queue for the Terror Tram is what goes up the quickest. So if you can get the Terror Tram done, first of all, then you are going to be waiting in line less for other things later on. So we got on the terror tram, it dropped us off, and then what happened? (laughs) What what was your experience with doing the walk back? I don't know if going to the terror tram first was the best idea or whether it wasn't. I don't know, because I'd already had No, in hindsight, no it wasn't. (laughs) I don't know, know, because if I'd gone through the houses first, 
they can't go near you, touch you. They're not no. really close to you. They just kind of jump out at you and go back. So I would have been like, oh, this is actually okay. Because when we did the Ash versus Evil Dead House and the Shining sure. one, and I liked those two things. Um, obviously, I was walking through and I was like, Ugh. but that was like a regular amount of kind of scared that everyone gets. Like you obviously, I wasn't like terrified or pooping my pants. Um, and it was kind of like, like I don't want to say a fun scared mm. because I wasn't having like the time of my life, but I was the same amount of scared as most people that go through there when you're like, oh yeah. no, there's a like a black curtain in front of me. I don't want to move it because I don't know what's on the other yeah. side. But you still do it. Obviously. And they'll come out through the boo holes either yeah. side of you down the corridors or at the end of the corridor, there'll be a boo hole that they jump out through. So... And admittedly, the shining maze and, well, they're mazes, they're houses, whatever you want to refer to them as. The shining one and the Ash versus Evil Dead one were the highlights of the evening. And they were really the only two that you did. Yeah. But for me, they were the best ones of the night. And I did all of them bar one, which was American Horror Story. I did all of the other ones, but yeah, they were definitely so best. I think it probably would have worked out worse the other way around. I don't know, because I would have got this, like, wrong sense of what they could and couldn't do, I suppose. Yeah. Because I didn't, I wouldn't have thought then that they would be free-roaming when I went into the houses and they weren't. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter what way around it was. I don't suppose it really matters. I, don't think, I mean, it's not real. Like, I didn't go home afterwards and not be able to sleep for a night or something. As soon as I was out, I wasn't thinking about it. It was yeah. like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> But I'm not like traumatized by no. it, like making a big thing out of it. Like I'm. But when like, we were on the night. when we were on the terror tram tour and walking back through the back lot. Yeah. So we we made a mistake though. That was our fault. And you did. didn't. That, that was your fault because you'd been there before and you knew what would happen and you just just did it anyway. <laughs> I, okay. So when you start the terror tram, you start with everyone else that's on the tram tour as well, and you're going through the back lot in large groups but there are free roaming characters that will kind of run up to well, you well when we stopped at the train there was like a yeah. whole line of chuckies waiting for us with and this is what i don't understand why do you have a chainsaw i've never seen chucky with a chainsaw before but why do they have that to scare you again yeah, it's the that point, though? that's yeah, got nothing I to do know. with it that was so annoying that's what annoyed me <laughs> that that's was the point that annoyed you because i was just like they don't they give you no breaks you can't even like you come out of the house and there's somebody outside waiting for you but why why <laughs> like why is that why does that happen they because it's like surely it's like sometimes less is more you know right. like everything's deserted and you're walking around and it's really kind of like quiet and scary and then something jumps out at you yeah and you're like oh and, and that like really gives you like the creeps or whatever but you're coming out of somewhere there's fog and there's noise immediately and somebody's just in your face and it's like <laughs> why well, there's, but there's the no reason first the first thing on the terror tram that we went through was camp crystal lake yeah, but Friday I liked 13. that though. I thought that was really cool. I actually really liked that. Did you? And so okay. after we'd done that, I was like, and then as soon as we walked through the Camp Crystal Lake, because I liked it because we were walking through the back lot tour, which is normally something mm. that you can't walk through. Yeah. So I never thought that I'd be in a position where I'd be like, I'm actually stood in the um, Bates Motel part. Like, yeah. Like, you know, that type of thing. They just repurposed it, obviously. So I thought that was actually really cool. And you're actually walking through wooded areas at some points with uh, Camp Crystal Lake. There was some. There was a little bit of like oh, wooded bit, area suppose, yeah. where there are tents set up and people in the tents, and you see yeah, Jason yeah. around the tents. Mm. So there's multiple Jasons, well, obviously. Yeah, obviously. But 
But so I like I really like that bit because I actually felt like I was kind of in the film. I was like, ooh, I really like that. Because yeah. like there was a, there was a woman that kind of she like jumped out from the fence and was like, help me, because she was had been murdered or whatever. Because um. <laughs> she'd been murdered. <laughs> she she had already previously been murdered and then decided to start well, running and yelling, injured. help me. Yeah, she was I know. mortally injured then. <laughs> and um, yeah, and he was just stood in front of like doors or stood on platforms torturing these people. Yeah. And that was kind of fun. I was like, oh, this is a cool actually. I like, I like this. And then like you go around the corner and then there's Norman Bates and you can take a picture of him in front of the psycho house, which is a house I actually used. And I was like, this is actually really cool. It's kind of like a film history tour at the same time. And I'm getting to, to walk in these parts. And then it all went wrong. Yeah. So after we had <laughs> the photo with Norman Bates, the rest of the wave of people. Yeah, because we were in the, we were at behind like we were yeah. in the back of the queue. They had moved on to the rest of it. So we were kind of going through the rest of it as a far, far smaller group. I don't think it was just us, but there was a uh, couple of others. (laughs) At first, it was just us. Yeah. And then I had... A few other people And then I I went through a part quicker than most people probably should. (laughs) And then I... My famous last words to you... As something scared you and you started moving away <laughs> from me. Something scared me. Okay. A fat man dressed as the guy from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Leatherface. Guess what? Another chainsaw. Right. And, and like a mace or whatever. Both yeah. Are, both, wielding both. Come out from behind a caravan. Yeah. Well, I just thought that caravan was there just for a prop. Obviously, yeah. So I was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And then he comes out from around the caravan and he's got a, either a mace or a chainsaw. I can't remember which or both, one. Or probably. both, probably. I don't remember. But Why he not? really looked like the person from the film. Yeah. <laughs> he was like a big fat guy. And he had like the proper wig on. And like because I we were outside, it was kind of dark and I was quite far away from him. He looked really real. And like he just popped out from behind this caravan and I was like, okay, well, I'm dead. <laughs> so there was my... no one else there. No. It was that part. It was, was just, just you and me. And you because yeah. they were obviously getting through groups. Yeah. yeah. So it w- they were kind of waiting for the next wave on the trams to come through. That guy through. that was playing Norman Bates must have had a field day watching me doing that. Yeah, I think I, I genuinely think he did because he was just sat there watching this occur. And my famous last words to you as <laughs> I was hanging on to your hand, you let go of my hand and I, I will never forget what I said to you. I said, don't run because they'll chase you. Oh dear, she's gone. Because <laughs> you were, you were off. You were off like a shot. You were just, you, you, he dashed out. You let go and you legged it. You were off. And I lost track of where you were because you went through one of those like PVC curtains. (laughs) I'd never seen that before. So I thought, what I thought was that was a divider. Right. I thought, right, this is the area that stopped now. As soon as I get through this PVC curtain, all bets are off. It's great. I'm done. I'm just going to stop. I'm going to get through this curtain. He won't be able to walk through this curtain <laughs> behind me or after me. Hell no. But he didn't, though. He, no. he didn't do that. So no. he didn't follow me. So I was right there. So I thought, he's obviously not going to follow me through right. this curtain. That's kind of their stopping point. Yeah. And I'll get to the other side and I'll be all good, whatever. Well, there wasn't really another side because when I walked through the PVC curtain... Yeah. Um... It was like a corridor of tall fences. Yes. And then on the other side of those fences... They were like, were like on a platform. Where this guy, a couple of guys... Were reaching, were like over. reaching yeah. over. And they must have probably been about 
10 feet in the air? Probably, something like that. So they yeah, were a good... Because the, the, yeah. the fence was probably about six foot. It wasn't huge, but it was tall enough to be tall for me. Yeah, and they were probably stood on something that was like halfway half up that the already, fence. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they're probably about 10 feet in the air. Yeah. If, if they've got tall, like, leather faced yeah, guys yeah, yeah, who yeah, are like yeah. six foot already, yeah, 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 and yeah. then they're three foot up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again. Yeah. That's like they're, they're, they're definitely imposing. Swinging maces <laughs> down. Like, all I can picture, like, all I can remember is me running through this stupid little <laughs> corridor thing and people, like, above me, like, trying to grab at me from the top. They're, like, so tall. And, like, I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even get out of there. It was like, get me out. <laughs> it was horrible. Me. It was so horrible. I didn't even. I don't no. want. To be, I don't want to be rude, but I didn't even care where you were. I wasn't <laughs> even thinking about. I wasn't even thinking about anyone else. I wasn't. I forgot you existed. Probably. <laughs> I was just trying to get out of the other side, and like I didn't even really look up that much. So I think I looked up once. I looked up once. <laughs> yep. And yep. Um, the first yep. person that came over was another Leatherface guy. Yep. So it looked like he. He had just followed me to the top of the fence and looked like that guy obviously it was two different people sure but from how it happened through my version of events to me it looked like that guy had just followed me and just gone to the top of the fence and was trying to like grab me from the top so then after I saw that guy up there I was like <laughs> and then I was running but I wasn't yeah. really like I wasn't really you going sprinting. fast I was just kind of like jogging yeah, I was you like, were like oh, I just want to get oh, through get, get yeah, through just get kind through. of going quick yeah um, and then I'm behind you this entire time going <laughs> man I really hope she's okay <laughs> like <laughs> Because I'm well, like, you didn't try and come after me quickly, did you? I I didn't know where you'd gone, so <laughs> I. There's only one way. I was trying to get through it like relatively quickly, but oh, they. But you also but I was see. also trying to like avoid them like swinging at me because they were trying to get me as well. Yes, I know. And I was like, Ugh! like you know, jumping as I was going because through. Because we were the because I was the own I was the only one person going through that part. Yeah. And you would normally go through it with probably like ten other people. Yes. So you'd be in the middle of a group and you'd be like, oh ha ha ha, they're trying to and get us got- all. And then, but I was there myself on my own, one tiny person just going through this on my own. And there wasn't. um, I tried hanging on to you. There wasn't (laughs) another point where I looked up. No. I just saw things um, like flinging in front of my face because they were like they were like putting maces down and like rotating them. Yeah, they they were like like, swinging things round at you, round and like front, not in front of my face to like be close to me. Cleavers and hammers and like going in front of my face as I was running through. And I wasn't. I don't remember screaming. I just remember being like, I want to get out, like that type of thing. Yeah, (laughs) like. And then I got out to the other side, and there was maybe somebody did they come there was like a few people that came with you or they I were think so there were a few side? people that kind of caught up to only two me or three I think because um from behind because they were kind of going at a faster than normal walking pace as well caught up to me yeah because that girl that the it was a boy and a girl and yeah. the girl that was there with him was deaf that's right yeah so he was like trying to help her because she didn't know what was going on no she couldn't hear anything probably just as well well in i fairness. think that would be worse yeah that's true but you come out from that high fenced area and that and the area after that is the plane crash set from war of the worlds where they took apart an actual boeing yeah, 747 yeah. but it's done up for halloween so there are props in it there's like mannequins dead bodies 
and there is a whole walkway full of Freddy Kruegers. Yeah, I mean, I've watched <laughs> things from, I've watched like videos from uh, footage from that recently and since then. Yes. Um, and the, this like other video that I saw, as soon as they walked through that bit where they were swinging things at you and you come out of the other side of that fence, um, there was Freddy Krueger's like right there on top of them. Yeah. That wasn't the case when we were there. No. I didn't know that they were there. So I walked in. They I were think spread out a little bit more. They were right at the end. So they'd, yeah. obviously, they'd obviously followed other people, like a group of other people, down to the end. And were walking and then back. And they were walking back. Yeah. They didn't catch us. Because they probably thought that nobody else was there because the massive group that we were part of had already left and they were then waiting for the other big group to come and, and so they probably thought they had a gap. But we had kind of straggled behind. So... Yeah, they weren't there on top of us when no. I came out. So I came out and I was like, oh, hallelujah, this is the end now. Because I could see, <laughs> I could see from... Famous last words. No, but I could see from yeah. where I was that there was like another building. Yeah. And I thought, this part is just a walkthrough. Because it's I could a clear see, path. I could see that they had like dead bodies out. And obviously I've done the um, backlot tour. I'd done it twice yes. by then um, in normal times. So I knew that those dead bodies aren't normally there and all no. that kind of thing. So I thought, oh, they've just gussied this bit up and this is like a walk to the next part. Um, so I didn't think that anything was there. And I genuinely, they probably were, they probably were there quite close, but I just had like, I don't know, it's like face blindness or something. I couldn't see anything. <laughs> so I stopped there for a second to wait for you because I thought, oh, well, obviously this is just a break. Um, and then you turned up with those other two people and we all started walking. And then... <laughs> I still don't think I saw them. But there was a number of them that descended upon us. Yeah, but I didn't see them. And, like, I don't know what I was looking at. I think I was looking at, like, the other two people that you had come in with. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, hi. And they were kind of just laughing. They were like, whoa, this is weird weather. Yeah. Um, And that's how I found out that she was was deaf. Yeah, because I was like, where did you go? Yeah, so we were kind of talking. So, like, I was looking to my left-hand side at first because I was talking to these, like, new people. Mm. And they were like, oh, this is crazy. This is so funny. This is crazy. And, however, I kind of realised that she was deaf or they'd said something. So this must have all been in the space of, like, two minutes. And we were kind of walking and moving. And, like, the walk is only, like, a three-minute walk, surely. Less, probably, yeah. So this had been, like, half, maybe half a minute, like, 30 seconds. They were like, oh, well, I have to stay with her because she's deaf. And it was, like, really quick. And Mm. then I turned turned to my right-hand side, thinking that those people were still on my left, fine. Yeah. Obviously. So I turned to my right-hand side, and you all stood on my right, and I was like, oh, what happened? And we kind of had, like, a quick, like oh, well, you ran, and now I'm here, whatever. Yeah. And then I just hear this weird, like, <laughs> noise. Sorry, do that one more time. One more time. I just want to make sure that that went into the mic. I can't. I don't know what I did. Do it, do it again. I you had a little, like... It was like a... <laughs> Love it. Like a weird... Love it. Like a weird mouth sound. And I, like... <laughs> Well, no, but it sounded like clicking. So he must have been clicking his, like, weird fingernail things, finger knives, and, like, doing a weird mouth thing. And so, because I didn't think anything was there, it was like, what? Because I thought it was that... (laughs) I thought it was that man. (laughs) I thought it was the boy with the deaf girl. Right. And I was like, what's he saying? So I was like, what? 
and turned my head to the left. And when I turned my head to the left, I couldn't turn my head to the left all of the way because the person that was dressed as Freddy Krueger was so close to my <laughs> face, I couldn't even turn my head. So when I turned my head, I pretty much, I nearly headbutted the guy because for whatever reason, he had decided to be so close to my shoulder that we were practically tonguing. Like, I can't, I don't know why he did that. And that was the point where I thought, I didn't realise that people could get so close that they were going to snog your face off or whatever. <laughs> So this is a no from me. I totally forgot this bit. I totally forgot that he had done That's that. That's yep. why I ran. No, yeah, you're right. That's yeah, why I started yeah, running. Yeah, yeah, you started running again. Because I turned around and saw him doing that. All I like, all I can remember, my <laughs> all I remember of this bit in my head, like obviously it was four years ago now, so it's kind of a bit hazy anyway, because sure. anything from four years ago is a bit, you know. But like all I remember is this guy's freaking hat and eye, <laughs> like in my. Face. Like he was that close to me, all I could see of him was his eye. Like that's how close he was. That is weird. Um, why? Why why is another human being getting that close to you? It's like obviously he's dressed up and he's being funny and having a good time and trying to make somebody yeah. scared because that's his job. But he's still just another actual person. Why is he that close? <laughs> why was so then I was just staring another human being in the eye and being like, I don't know you. This is weird. And then, obviously, more of them kind of. And then, as I turned away, descended and like upon as us. I turned away from him and looked straight ahead, there was another one kind of coming to your side, like to yeah. your right as well. So he was like coming, closing in. So it's got like really claustrophobic, really quick because there was like two of us and about fifteen of them. There was loads of them because there was like they were dressed as grandmas and they were dressed as regular Freddy Freddy Kruegers pilots they were dressed as and pilots. firefighters. Yeah, they had the fireman one. Yeah. There was loads of them and there was more than one of each of these things. So yeah. there must have been 10, 12. There was a lot of them. There was a lot of them. Because it was a long them. stretch of road. Yeah. Um, so they had to fill it, obviously. I think that sometimes they actually form a circle they, around that's what people. It felt, like, yeah. it felt like they were all just kind of yeah. swarming in and like closing us in. And Which then I thought, if I don't run now, they're just going to stop us. Absolutely. And I yeah. didn't want to be stood in the middle of this like wall barrier. Because again, even though I know that it's a joke and it's a horror night and they're just yeah. like, there's still a part of me that's like, they're still just regular human beings. And it's just weird. <laughs> it's just weird that we're <laughs> staring at each other. They're still just people. Yeah. I'm looking into a stranger's eyes and we both know that we're both people like we both know <laughs> we both know that he's not freddy krueger <laughs> and he's just a grown man dressed as freddy krueger and it's just weird and like i know he's getting paid yeah. for it and i know it's just a job yeah, and he's yeah. supposed to be doing that but there's just something weird about being like i can't even put it into words coherently what's weird <laughs> but it's just like this socially awkwardness yeah like thing about like when you meet like face characters in Disney. Sure. And you can talk to this woman that's dressed as Cinderella all you want, like, and you can try and pretend that she's Cinderella, but there's something in your head that knows Cinderella is an animated character drawn by pencil on paper yeah. by somebody, like 50, 60, 70 years ago, yeah. whatever, right? And this woman is just a woman, the same as you. Yeah. <laughs> she knows she's not Cinderella. She knows you know she's not Cinderella. But, you but you're still buy talking into to it. each other. You still believe it. <laughs> but for you know, a but you bit. don't. But you don't. This is what I mean. Okay. You're talking to them. She knows she's not Cinderella. You know she's not Cinderella. She knows that you know that she's not Cinderella. <laughs> 
I know. Have to carry on. I know that you know that I know it's that you're weird. not Freddy Krueger. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just weird. It's just yeah. strange that these are real people, the same as you. He he could have just had a break and went for a poop. <laughs> he just does stuff. Just a regular person. I mean, they're pretty far away from anywhere where they'd be able to go and take no, poop. They, I'm pretty well, sure. They'll make, but no, they yeah. But anyway, the, but yeah, so the evening after that. It was when like that, the the nana, the grandmother Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Because I've never seen any of these horror films, so I don't know the story behind them. I don't know what any of these people are like. I know what Freddy Krueger looked like because I'd seen him in like popular culture and things. He was all over the place. Obviously, I was at school and still went through the same like years as everyone else who was then discovering these films for the first time. Right. Like everybody does yeah um and so saw it and kind of heard about it and i was like oh yeah that doesn't sound like something i'd want to watch no <laughs> that's no. not my thing um so i knew what he looked like and i knew who he was and i knew it was like dreams but i didn't really know why he was dressed as a grandma i don't know yeah. and so he was coming towards me dressed as an old lady and he had his like finger glove things and there's like metal barriers stopping you from going to either side where like the proper props in the movie bits up. right and he was like so they don't want you running through the well, actual obviously. set <laughs> so he was like dragging his fingernails across that metal uh, barrier and it was going like like scraping along and it was horrible and i was like yep i'm going bye and i just like <laughs> ran and i felt like i was running for my life i feel like you actually said that as well <laughs> so part of me feels like you actually said that out loud like right i'm off bye no i didn't i just screamed bloody murder and then yeah because when i started running i thought they're gonna be chasing me they're gonna be chasing me i know they're gonna be chasing me because i didn't realize how close they could get and what they could do up until that point yeah so when i started running then i was like i know they're gonna be chasing me but i just can't help it i just can't help it i have to run (laughs) and i felt like i was running for my life i never ran so fast (laughs) in my freaking life but to everyone else it probably looked like i was just being like like having a great time because i think they thought oh she's loving it look at her she's going (laughs) yeah and so then they kind of like there was another one that like jumped out you mistake the screen for happiness no 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 i'm not joking i'm not joking go away go away was like batting him down he's like came out of somewhere to try and get me again and i was like no i'm actually not joking please leave me alone <laughs> as i was running towards them if again. this had been animated there would have been an amber shaped cloud yes, left yeah, from the like point that. that you started running yeah and like all the freddy kruegers were like god she's loving this isn't she and it's like no 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 leave me she alone leave me alone no no and i was like no seriously i'm not joking i'm not joking and the guy was like Ooh. <laughs> he was like whoa backing up backing yeah. up like whoa <laughs> she's Descend- not joking descended back into the shadows yeah. but in a spooky way he's <laughs> like, like Ooh. <laughs> yeah. was like i i think they i think they are also meant to recognize when someone has legit had enough because that's the point where they might yeah, like I think, yeah. lash out and be like push them yeah, away and you, yeah and you're not allowed to like they're not allowed to touch you but equally so you're well, not allowed to touch them like he was touching but... me he did t- he he touched my shoulder for death probably because he had, probably. A, he had his like finger knives and that's what i noticed in the corner of my eye and i was like what <gasps> yeah and then like because i know the guy that you were talking to who was with the the other girl and he was like whoa you were off you were off yeah <laughs> Everyone saw it, like you had gone. You were off. You were like, I'm not like peace out. Look, I'm not even embarrassed. Peace out, assholes. I'm, I'm not even gone. embarrassed about it because in the moment that is just what I had to do. I'm not yeah. even embarrassed. I just had to do it. And 
the rest of the night after after like, we got to back. You, it must have looked. I don't even know. What yeah. You, I don't even know what you must have seen because we did walk a little bit. I saw bit. nothing. No, but I, we one second you were there <laughs> and the next you had disappeared well, and you I mean. were off. And I was like, I saw nothing. Otherwise, I would have tried to keep up with you. I would have tried to like, shield you. I would have tried to get you close to you me. Anyway. I would have tried to like no, be we in front close. of you we so that you could be behind already. me. I just kind of saw. Yeah, I saw nothing. We were there for a little while. We'd walked a bit because we'd walked enough for them to circle us and like and group around. Yeah. Yeah, and then I ran, and I don't remember. And I've, like I said, I've watched videos of that terror tram thing since, and I have seen that after the Freddy Krueger part you go inside to where Leatherface is doing other yeah. stuff and like there's other things happening I don't remember that at all no you went through that so quick you were waiting for me back at the tram pretty much back at the tram you had just gone straight through it you were you were back what? nearly nearly at the tram I caught that's when I caught up to you <laughs> that's I when I caught up to you yeah I, I genuinely didn't know that yeah. I must have blanked I think Why I tried because I was trying to get I I was trying to catch up to you to to like to grab you <laughs> to be like it's all right you like stick stick with me stick with me and you so were gone funny. you were gone that's so funny and so then for so the rest I of the night after through, that yes. I ran through that building to get to the other side pretty so much so I missed all of that stuff pretty much it wasn't that big it wasn't that big a last part to be honest. No, but it's there was inside. only like two or three and bits to it. there's people in there doing stuff. Yeah. What? Like, what? What must they have seen? They just saw this like small woman just like vroom, past them, like straight through. I think That's that I was. Normal, I though. think that you were maybe. I think I had maybe caught up to you at that point, but you were like behind me. I was like, like trying to like get you close to me as we went through that last part which is probably why you didn't remember that I can't remember any of it erased from your memory as soon as I started running from those Freddy Krueger things it was all an absolute haze like I don't remember I don't remember I remember running I don't remember what I saw afterwards I don't don't remember any of it I don't remember stopping either even (laughs) but after that point for the rest of the evening that was it for you i went and did some of the other houses and the mazes and you weren't really keen no, on doing because it when, because the Your next one that you blood to go in was pressure like level those... was very high up <laughs> after that point you were quite highly strung <laughs> after that point well i did the walking dead one after because they, yes. that's just normal that's there all the time so that wasn't scary yeah that was uh, to be honest the walking dead one is but the is one that you did tame. straight after the terror tram was like the icons of terror titans of terror because yeah, it was more so freddy was more, more jason yeah yes um and yeah you I were just, like i'm I not, not doing even that. imagine myself going and doing that straight immediately after. afterwards because no. i thought all of them were going to be like that again i thought all of yeah. them were going to be like oh we're going to surround you oh you're going to walk through and we're going to grab you and why well, not grab you but pretend to grab you yeah and probably maybe if i had just gone okay do you know what i'm not going to die i'm just going to <laughs> i'm just going to go through it i'm actually not going to die yeah it might have given me a chance to just kind of say think like oh that was a one off yeah but that was your. That was my own. That was your night. With Freddy Krueger. That was your and encounter I'd, I'd with Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger. The Jason part was fine though. Yeah. That's what was odd because he didn't go after you. He didn't no. try and go near you. He was actually quite nice, and I was like, oh, this part's actually really cool. Like, I actually really liked this <laughs> I like this. I like that you said Jason was actually quite nice. <laughs> yeah. He was alright. We interrupt this show to bring you a brief word from our sponsors. Amber, I would like to tell you about Greenbird gift baskets. Cool. 
Cool, you're interested? Interested. Excellent, I'm glad you said that, because Greenbird Gift Baskets is a small local business based in Southampton offering gourmet gift baskets beautifully hand-wrapped in biodegradable cellophane. They use products from small local businesses wherever they can and are perfect gifts for weddings, birthdays, baby showers, or simply as a thank you. We are passionate about supporting small local businesses who offer delicious products and share our values on sustainability. There is a selection of baskets available online, Greenbird gift baskets at square.site, and all baskets are totally customisable for dietary needs and tastes. Greenbird gift baskets offer sweet, savoury and mixed baskets as well as picnic boxes and prices start from just £25 for a gift basket. Amber they can even add wine or fizz for an extra special touch. Collection is available from Southampton or they can deliver to surrounding areas. So visit Greenbird Gift Baskets at square.site and check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Greenbird Gift Baskets. Oh, and make sure to tell them that Back to the Review just sent you, yeah? And now we return to your regularly scheduled programming. I've got to say, the fact that you said that Jason was actually quite nice <laughs> in that fashion from the Halloween Horror Nights. That leads us nicely into the first film that we are watching as part of our Halloween Fright Fest Spooktacular, which is Friday the 13th. Now, you haven't seen either of these films that we're looking at today at all. And that's why we were talking about Halloween Horror Nights because your previous exposure to these films was purely just the interactions with these characters that you had had at Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. Didn't really know too much about them before seeing these films. So we're going to look at them in chronological order. So we're doing Friday the 13th first. Now, this came out in 1980 and was directed by Sean Cunningham. Now, as we do with every episode, and our Halloween special is no different, we get the person that hasn't seen the film to write a short synopsis. Oh, I'm surprised who that is. Of, <laughs> well, that's a horror film. Surely this is a given. Out of all of the films, oh. this, this is more of a given than any others. But what did you think Friday the 13th was going to be about before watching it? Well, I kind of... I got a bit annoyed after I'd actually watched the film because I did know what it was about and I completely forgot. I'd been told. And I think when we went to Halloween Horror Nights, I'd asked you, what's going on with that then? And I think you had told me the story of the film. Right. So I did know what the film was about and I just completely forgot. And it was so annoying because I thought if I just thought for like a little while longer, I might have kind of Re- gotten might have remembered. I might have remembered and got it right. Okay. Um, because I knew there was something to do with the mum and she w- and he was his, her son. Like I knew there was a weird mum thing. But anyway, so um, I wrote that there was a deranged man baby that had been left out of things as a child by his mum. So he goes killing teenagers because sure. he's like, oh, my mum's left me out of all this. Like she was like too protective of him. Okay, okay, all right. And he had missed out on everything as a child which meant that now he's, like, got this big old thing against teenagers having fun and stuff, so he wants to go and... Cause he likes having teenagers. fun, in air quotes. Well, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Oh, that was it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you just thought he was going around killing people because they were having fun? Yeah, and he wasn't. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, so, I mean, you're not too far off I'm of... I'm way uh, off. That's completely different. 
Well, yeah, kind of. I mean, he did miss out on things because he died. <laughs> well, quote unquote died. Quote unquote died, yes. Um, and it was about his mum, kind of. Yeah, because obviously the big thing about Friday the 13th is that everyone knows Jason Voorhees is the main character of the Friday the 13th franchise, yeah, well, except they... for the first one. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, no one knew when it came out. No one knew when it came out who actually was the killer. So when I was watching this and she said, oh, I'm Mrs. Voorhees, I used to work for the Christie's, I was like, oh, yeah, obviously that's the mum then. But anyone else who had watched that film wouldn't have had a clue what that meant. No. Because nobody would have known, would they? No. And in a way, watching this back now, I feel like it isn't necessarily lazy writing, but for a film like this where you're guessing the whole way through... Oh, could it be this person killing them? Could it be this person killing them? Could it be this person killing them? And then the person that's actually doing it is introduced in the last act of the film. It's kind of a little bit like, oh, it's not been any of these people. Yeah, that's that you... so annoying. Yeah, it's not been any of these people that you thought it was going to be. It's actually been this person who we're only going to tell you about now. Yeah. It's, it's not exactly a fake out because back in the day... When this came out in 1980, that would have been pretty much like, oh, wow, what a twist. But by today's standards, it's a bit like, oh, well, why haven't we known about this person up yeah, until now? I kind of it's wished like, that defeats they defeats the object. Yeah, I kind of wished that they had given a little bit more weight to the fact that a boy had drowned there before the other two people were killed. Sure. And maybe kind of made a bit more folklore type thing around that boy drowning because you just hear this guy in the van saying oh didn't you hear about the boy that drowned and she was like no that was no no i haven't no i haven't heard about it oh okay okay cool well two people died a few years after that so yeah and it's like oh right so okay you don't forget about it because you're still remembering the story of the as you're watching it obviously so you don't forget about it but you don't think you need to remember it, no. like specifically, because you've already watched two people get stabbed at the beginning of the film. Sure. So you think, well, I already know that weird things are happening there. There's yeah. somebody going around killing people. So then you think, oh, the boy drowned. Maybe somebody dragged him underneath because there was a killer about. Yeah. But you don't think, it's just, I mean, I, mean, I guess that's kind of maybe what they wanted. They wanted to keep you guessing. But uh, I just wish they'd kind of given that a bit more gravitas, you know? Yeah, like actually I quite like emphasized... the mystery of that story. Of being exactly. like, oh, there was a boy that drowned. His mum was always out for revenge. Like, not always out for revenge, because then you'd go, oh, it's the mum. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, to kind of be like, oh, his mum his, Yeah, it's weird. Her mum went a bit mad. <laughs> his mum went really mad after that. And then all of these people started dying. But we're pretty sure that they aren't connected. <laughs> or, like, if they had just said, oh, the boy drowned. And his birthday was Friday the 13th. <laughs> like, just that. And then you would have gone like, oh, okay, that's kind of creepy. And you'd remember it a bit more. Yeah, or think exactly. about it a bit more. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I wanted to have a little bit of that story before because... Because all of this information is only film. revealed in the third act. Yeah, I watched the entire film up to that point and thought, literally nothing is happening. No. And I genuinely thought that I was going to get to the end of the film and not find out anything. And I no. thought I would have to then watch number two to find out what was going on. I thought they were just going to leave it. Yeah. It, it, it's almost at that point yeah, in the is. film. Yeah, And I was like, this is Where it's like Nothing's yeah. happened. Because you said, oh, do you want to write down about what you thought about the film or what you thought about... Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, there, there wasn't anything. There wasn't anything to write There was no story write to write about. It was yeah. just you watched somebody being murdered. Like, that was it. 
What other things did you put down about the film then? The acting was really bad. <laughs> the, okay, so the only big name to oh, come yeah, out from, from this <laughs> Kevin film is Kevin Bacon. Bacon. You're going to be dead meat. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. I wanted someone to say that. That would have been great. because no, his name's not Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> but it's just, he's the big name to have come out of this film. No one else really emerge from this other than no. betsy palmer and you didn't actually see him that much he didn't really do a lot of acting no he is one and of the I first like... people to get killed yeah well yeah and maybe the um... he's like a third or f- i think he's like a third person well, to get he gets... killed yeah because you see like the couple in the first few minutes then that hitchhiking lady yeah and then his friend and then him yeah which but, is yeah. just it's it's crazy that they often that early yeah, in the film after then, though, was a he? few lines. I mean, not really. This no. was one of the big debuts of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. It was one of the first films that he'd really been in. I yeah, think. I and I didn't even think the mum was that good. I thought the mum could have been better. Betsy Palmer. Yeah, I yeah, think she was that good. Like the fight that they had was just pathetic. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, because you think <laughs> you think back after watching this film and you think, right, this person has chased down all of these people like had the element of surprise on anyone who's slightly bigger than her yeah you know taking these people Got out big guys yeah and then all of a sudden she's struggling she can't fight against this one woman. pint-sized woman yeah this is what i said to you when i was watching it i was like how was she how was she so astute at killing everybody else and then all of a sudden she can't even find out where this person's gone when the person left the lights on in the cabin and the lights weren't on before <laughs> and you said, what's the point if you think you're in danger of having the lights on? Surely turn all the lights off. Oh, yeah. no, turn they because she turned all of the lights off. Yeah. And you said, surely turn them on because yeah. no one would expect you to be in a well-lit room. <laughs> I'm like, no, because yeah, that's actually no, a good but point. the reason why I said that was because the pers- the killer, so the mum, yeah. was went went to the generator and turned all of the lights on so that she could see where this person, where this girl was. Right. right. So all of the lights in the whole of the camp were on. Yeah. Then this girl runs into this, the kitchen, living room type area, turns all the lights off. Yeah. So the only room or building in the whole entire camp that had the lights off was the one that she was in. <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? You'd Why would like, well, you I'm draw attention hit. to yeah, yourself that's like totally that? Yeah, totally drawing attention to yourself. She could have just gone in the cupboard. I mean, the woman was going to get her anyway. Yeah. Now, here's the thing that I want to know, and obviously this is very much a horror genre nuance, which this film came out two years after Halloween, so a lot of the tropes that get used in this are borrowed yeah, from Halloween. Yeah, this is why I asked you at the beginning, where, like, when was Halloween released before or after yeah. this? Because right at the start, it started almost exactly like Halloween, right at the beginning. Almost exactly. When it's like you're all you're seeing from... The killer's film is perspective. The killer's point of view, and it's yeah. really close and like really. Ooh, and that happens a lot of other times during the film as well. You see <clears throat> the the killer's perspective of things, and it's usually right before someone gets killed. You see, yeah, yeah. Killer. But that's so that it keeps you guessing over who it actually is, mm. because it's never referenced who it is until the last point of the film. Yeah, it so makes you don't sense, see the killer's body. Thought... You don't see their body type. You don't see. Like no, but you saw their like I saw their clothes, and then when the yeah. mum came up wearing the jumper and the shirt, I was like, "Oh, it's her because she's got that shirt on." Exactly. So they do kind of give you a little bit. A little bit, but it's I know it's a horror trope, 
that something weird happens in the middle of the night and someone goes to investigate it. But if you've had the generator on this long, the lights are on and then they suddenly go out. But it's like 11 o'clock at night, midnight, whatever, surely you just be like, well, no one else is out. Oh, let's just go to bed Go now. to bed, leave it, I'll All sort right. it in the yeah, morning. Yeah, I'll sort it in the morning, yeah. Yeah. Surely you just be like, go to bed. What is she doing up at one in the morning, or in the middle of the night, however long, making two cups of coffee? I don't know. Well, the thing was, she had four other friends that weren't accounted for, and there was only six of them in this finite amount of space, which was that camp. And she didn't know where they were. So they were up, obviously, probably waiting for wherever those other people were that they couldn't find or that type of thing. I'm pretty sure that they would have had their own cabins and I would have just been like, yeah, well, they they've gone back there, to bed. They? they went there yeah. to find them and they weren't there. No. That's why they couldn't find them. It's just weird. And why would you play Strip Monopoly, take your clothes off, and then, in order to get back to your <laughs> cabin, just keep your underwear on, but just put a raincoat... Why would you not... Take your clothes with you in the middle of a rainstorm. Yeah, and why? She's so confident with her body that she wants to get it out all the time in front of her friends to play strip monopoly. But as soon as she gets to her cabin, the nightdress that she puts on is like the most prudish thing. She looked Amish. She had like every type of part of her skin just completely covered. She had she had a bathrobe and a a long (laughs) nightgown on. Weird. Prude. So what other things did you put down about it? Uh, literally everything right from the start was really creepy, but I mean creepy is in like sexual harassment creepy. Oh, God. It was like, why did the man helping the woman into the truck have to help her in by the butt? He grabbed her by the butt and pushed her in the seat. She was fine. She literally just, just like, yeah. just after that, yeah. she just jumped out of a moving vehicle. Yeah. She was okay to get into a truck herself. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, is everybody up at that camp going to be as pretty as you? Oh, stop it. <laughs> now, I don't weird... know if that's done purposefully to be a little bit like, oh, everyone in this town is a little bit weird then. Or if it was just the tone-deaf nature of the 80s. Yeah, that's probably that. And then, like, what was that guy? He constantly had his shirt off and a porn star moustache and was, like, touching the girl's face. Oh, just give me another week. Just give me another week. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) It was. It was weird. And the whole thing is kind of in its nature designed to be a little bit sexually charged because yeah, but not in that way well well mm, i don't know because the whole premise and the basis of the film is that the reason jason drowned in the lake oh it's because they was were, because they were oh, falling the, around the, the camp counselors were making love and couldn't go to the drown yeah they were too busy <laughs> fooling around with she each said other. making love <laughs> yeah i mean she could have <laughs> She could have said that in a little bit of a different fashion. <laughs> I like that but, bit. <laughs> but, yeah, it was... Yeah, okay, fine. So the film's about them making love. <laughs> but that's between people that are of the same age as each other. That's as true. age together. Not yeah. strange, pervy old man age and child. No. Like, that's weird. And, they, I mean, they're, they're always supposed to be teenagers, so they're pretty much underage. And this is why I don't also watch a lot of horror films, because all there's, like, at least two scenes where you have to watch underage children have sex with each other. 
I, I, just I, mean, don't, I just don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. I think it's weird. It is. It is weird. weird. And it happens in almost all of them. Both films that we watched today had it in. I mean, you could write essays about how it's... People probably have. Yeah, about how it's conjoined with the loss of innocence and, no, you I know, the sexual that. iconography you've, like, you've goes hand in hand with before. being stabbed and yeah, penetration no, and everything. I know you've explained to me before about, like, oh, well, you know, the virgin always ends up clean and not getting killed because sin, like, you know, sex is sin and you're getting murdered. That's Essentially, yeah. But why do they have to be that age? Why does, like, an old man director have to say, I know what will make this film a lot better, underage sex. Why do you want to direct teenagers making love? Like, why? Why do you want to do it? I, I mean, I don't know. Weird. I, I don't know. Odd. Kevin Bacon didn't seem to mind. No, but... but it's not that. That's not what I'm talking about. The thing that I no. find strange is that somebody wrote this. Some yeah. middle-aged person <laughs> wrote that they wanted to see those two people doing that. Like, that's weird. I mean, there is also the thing, and I know it goes back to something we've probably already talked about, especially in the Halloween one as well, which is that it, what's the scariest thing to a teenager is that I'm going to get punished for doing the thing that I want to do the most, mm. which is have sex, you know? That's that, that mentality of, I like, know, I if I mean, do that. I don't mean, like, in the context of the film or, okay, fine, teenagers want to do it with each other. Great. I mean, in real life. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why in real life? That's We weren't watching a documentary. No. No. <laughs> Somebody had to think that up in their head. Right. And then make two people do it in front of them. Right. <laughs> Weird. Of course. So, would you like a little bit of Friday 13th trivia time? Okay. Do it. Oh, I do get the thing. Oh, that's good. That's good to know. Can it be spooky? Can you can you do that um, spooky? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a no. <laughs> Say no if you want. I just thought you could do it spooky. I don't know. How can you do that spooky? Dun, 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 dun. Oh yeah, that's that's kind of spooky. <laughs> that wasn't spooky. I mean, it sounded a little bit like Law and Order, but you know. I mean, it's not spooky. It's Law and Order. Depends how you feel about that. Friday thirteenth trivia time. Here we go. In the scene where Bill is found impaled to a door, <laughs> his eye... Bill! <laughs> Bill! <laughs> Bill! <laughs> God, yeah, he knows his name. <laughs> if he could hear you, he would have answered. <laughs> God, whole scene of that. Bill! <laughs> if he was there, he would have answered. Jesus. In the scene where Bill... Bill! <laughs> is found impaled to a door... His eye twitches yeah, continually does. because the eye effect Tom Savini, famous prosthetics and creature designer Tom Savini, one of his first big projects he ever did was this, and most famously, Dawn of the Dead. Oh, right. The eye effect that Tom Savini applied was actually burning harry crosby's eye and causing him excruciating pain what i was gonna say when i watched i was gonna say it to you but i thought oh time's passed now um i was gonna say was that guy actually on that door because he was blinking how was he blinking yeah it was actually him they'd hung him on the they'd had something to hang him from the door no it was 
obviously a prosthetic effect that Tom Savini had done. Again, famous prosthetic makeup artist. Famous, Tom not Savini. very good, obviously. <laughs> well, how could this you make was... a prosthetic that burns the real person's face off? That's I don't good. think that was intentional, obviously. But yeah, but <laughs> well, he should have known better. He should have done more research into what's causes skin burning or not <laughs> but obviously they wanted to get the scene done oh of course yeah so, that's more important well no what i'm saying is the actor wanted to get the scene done so he kind of went with it right and okay. like tried to hold still as much as possible but obviously is burning like <laughs> quite a lot causing him a lot of pain but he like yeah i thought he went was blinking still yeah trying to give out morse code i'm not dead <laughs> <laughs> but if anything, I think that adds to the freakiness of it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because you only see it for a like, second. Yeah. And he's still twitching. <laughs> I just remembered. Yeah? I just remembered the policeman that couldn't ride that bike. <laughs> it just reminded me of when Joey from Friends <laughs> oh, said that yeah. he put on a CV that he could ride a horse. He didn't know how to ride a horse. No. But that's what that guy did. He put on yeah. a CV on his like actor's resume or whatever. Um, can ride a can motorcycle. Ride a motorcycle. So yeah, I can be hired for this. And then the minute he gets on one, he goes. Oh, Job oh, one, I day one. I can't do this. <laughs> I was sure that that police motorcycle was going to go it over was going at all one over point. The place. And that's what that's all what made me laugh because that's what made me think of it. Like they obviously panned the camera away quite quickly from the guy on the door because his eye was twitching. Sure. As soon as that guy, that police motorcycle, kind of went even slightly in the distance, they were like, Whoo, "Get rid of that shot quick!" Because <laughs> probably two seconds later, he yeah. was on the floor, probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And also leads me to think that there is a huge plot point in this film that would have changed the course of the rest of the film. And that is the cop getting called away on a three-car pile-up emergency. Mm. Now, obviously, when you think about this from the killer's perspective, Mrs. Voorhees, right? The amount of stuff that she's had to plan out for this all to go according to plan. Like, she's had to cut the phone wire. She's had to, you know, remove parts from people's cars so that they can't use the cars to get away. She's set up all of these things that have to go according to a particular plan, all right? Was a three-car pile-up calling the one cop in the town away from that area part of her plan? Because I don't think it was. No, it wasn't. Because no. I think the weather made that. But what annoyed me about that was the fact that the policeman was... He was already on... A, like, I would consider getting this guy back to where he lives or sleeps in that type of weather as a job. That was a police job. Right, So yeah. him finishing that job and getting that guy to safety, like, to his bed in that weather was that job then. Yeah. That's what he was doing. So when that person phone like came through and said, there's a three-car pile-up, you've got to be there, where are you? He should have said, I'm just finishing this job. I'm already out on call. I'm just finishing this. Yeah. You don't just go, I'm going to leave this guy in the middle of a wooded area and torrential rain and thunder and lightning when all he's got is his tiny little Mac. I'm just going to leave him. Your motto is off. to protect and serve, yeah. my man. And he just Not to protect and leave in the middle of the forest. Yeah, because two minutes later, he walked up and then got killed. Yeah. That's just... I thought that was weird. I thought the policeman should have said, no, I'm just finishing this off, thanks. And that would have been an entirely different thing because then the cop would have been there, seen all of these bodies and gone, oh, holy crap, something's happened here. But I obviously know that it's not the guy that I've given the ride to because he's been with me this whole time and everyone was there 
when he left. And there are obviously at that point still some people who are alive that would go, where have you been this whole time? Because people have been getting killed. Yeah. And the cop would have gone, oh, let's get these last two other people out and get them back to the station. We'll have a swarm of cops down here, figure out who did it. Yeah, they probably yeah. wouldn't have been able to figure out who did it. I don't know, because they probably would have thought, wouldn't have thought that they were looking for a, you know, late middle-aged woman <laughs> who's going around doing all this stuff. So they prob- that's probably how she got away with doing these things for that long, because no one would have suspected that the mother of a boy that drowned while at the camp where all of these mysterious murders that are happening... Anyway. <laughs> it's a little bit annoying. Like Well, problems, I know, but... but, I mean, I also think that the woman that kind of ran straight into her arms was like, oh, please help me, please help me. Why? Why was there a lady at the camp in the middle of a thunderstorm who wasn't... You'd never seen her before. Like, you've never had any interaction with her before, never seen her before, yeah. or never heard anybody talk about her before. Then all of a sudden, this horrific rainstorm, she's out here at, at a camp. Yeah. Like, why Why isn't that suspicious? <laughs> it, I mean, it's it's pretty suspicious. Like, I'd be like, who the hell are you? First of all, I'd be like, do you not see all of this stuff that's happening? I suppose happened she was here? just relieved to be to like, see, to see somebody that, yeah, yeah, just to see somebody else. That looked friendly. And she does. Yeah. And like, that's kind of weird because I thought, oh, yeah, it must be somebody that those other teenagers know then. Because when she walked up the stairs, when they were like, they were making love, <laughs> she walked up to them to kill them. And the guy was like, oh, we, were ju- we weren't doing anything. We were just. And he looked as if like. This person was just here to tell not him off. threatening, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and obviously that's why, because he maybe thought that she just worked at the camp because he was. She was like, maybe she did work at the camp. Oh, she did work at the she camp. She was the caterer, so she yeah, was, yeah, yeah. So, so obviously it was kind. Of, it's almost like seeing a teacher when you're doing that. Yeah, and that was kind of his face. So I thought, oh, it's somebody. Oh, he's been caught by miss. Already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So another bit of Friday Thirteenth trivia time. Okay. Yeah. Do I get the spooky one? I don't have a spooky one. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> how do you make do, do you do spooky? Do. Oh, that was good. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was good. I couldn't remember the tune. See, all of the music in Friday the 13th was like the high string violins. It just reminded me of Psycho. Yeah, that's what it was. And also a bit of Jaws. They used Jaws quite a bit as well. Yeah, they did a little bit. So, especially since it turns out that it's his mother right but she's hearing the voice in her head yeah, of her it's son like the opposite of psycho. yeah it's like the opposite of psycho you're absolutely right and mommy, you know kill him kill her mommy now this isn't the fact but you know the noise that you hear that's synonymous with friday the 13th the yeah yeah it's actually which is meant to sound like kill 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 Oh, right. So it's meant, meant to sound like that. <laughs> just sound like you had asthma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've just been running around a lot. So, the Friday 13th trivia time. Originally, Alice was planned to be a recurring hero in the series, facing off against Jason multiple times like Laurie Strode in Halloween. Who's Alice? Alice was the girl who lived at oh, the okay, end. Right. Right? The girl who lived. The girl who lived. <laughs> to die <laughs> that's not what Jason sounds like by the way I would laugh my tits off if that is actually what Alice the girl who lived come to die so she was meant to be a recurring character 
right. facing off against him in multiple other films. So he's not dead. He's, he's still, still there. <laughs> After actress Adrian King was stalked by a Friday the 13th Ooh, fan see? upon its see? release. Yep. <laughs> She wanted out of the franchise and her character was killed off at the start of the sequel. See? I told you. Weird stuff happens. Real life is worse. I know. This is what I'm saying. Exactly. But it's like, it's not like art imitates life or life imitates art. But it is like some people see this as a keyhole through which to travel through. Why was to... he oh, It's weird. Her? It's just weird. I think there are some people that are just like, oh, I'm a huge fan of this. I just want to, you know, I think this person needs to be in the franchise more. Oh, yeah, I really liked her in this. And it's like, my guy. You just killed her off. (laughs) Yeah. You made that character go. So it's weird, but I don't know what the actual story behind it was. But obviously this guy, this person was a huge Friday the 13th fan. Stalked her, followed her. You have to ask why. Why? Why are you a fan of it? Why of this particular film? <laughs> Why are you a fan of it? When Jason isn't even an icon until the sequel to this film, you know, yeah, it's like is that, or is this like weird so who are you a fan of? guy that's jumping out of the water, and yeah. like grabbing her by the throat? So it's like, who are you a fan of in this film? I mean, obviously Adrian King as Alice, you know. That's who he, that's, that's who he liked. That's yeah. maybe who that it was. was. It. Yeah, of course it was. She's kind of part of the Scream Queens, like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis with mm. Laurie Strode, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so the last bit of Friday 13th trivia time. If you want to do the noise for me. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's, it's getting a little better. So this is more of, this isn't so much trivia as it is a very weird statistic. And we kind of started talking about this earlier. But this is the actual statistic of it. Very strange. Top build name, Betsy Palmer, does not actually appear on screen for more than 13 minutes. As a stand-in male actor was used, for the first 70 minutes of the film, in which she isn't supposed to be recognised. Jason isn't mentioned by name until 1 hour 16 into the film. Yeah, and it's like a 1 hour 25 minute film. Yeah, so (laughs) Betsy Palmer is like the top billed cast of the film in the credits. She's only on screen for 13 minutes. What was she before then? So she'd obviously been in a few other things before this, but she was maybe one of the biggest names that was attributed to this film. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. No, so Betsy Palmer was the highest build for this film. Okay. But she wasn't in anything that we big that we would have recognised. But that's from like before. Psycho as well. They put Vivian Lee in the first. Yeah. Everyone was like, "Well, I'm going to go and see this film because Vivian Lee's in it." Yeah. And then in the first ten minutes, she dies. Exactly. Well, and spoiler, like, but. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I exactly. I haven't seen the film. No, I know. Well, we'll do well, that next that. year. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just weird that she's on screen for 13 minutes. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, and then, <laughs> I don't know. And then Jason, who is the big icon of the franchise, only gets mentioned by yeah, but name. He's, the only icon of the, he's only the icon of the franchise now. Right. After all this time. Exactly. After all of the other films. Exactly. They didn't obviously realise... 
Well, I don't know. I mean, at the end, when he jumped out of the water, I thought that was just her imagination. I thought she just dreamt it because she had heard this woman talking about her drowned son. Yeah, I no. I don't think it was real. No, that was actually him. <laughs> and I, I personally thought that it would have been much, much cooler if the film had just ended there. Well, I thought it was, actually, yeah. And that she doesn't wake up in the hospital later. It would have left yeah, it ambiguous. Yeah, but then she kind of has to say, I suppose, and he says, oh, we didn't see anybody there. Yeah. So she's, she's still, still, still there. there. <laughs> Which leaves it well, open for the sequel. probably not, because he's probably not living under the water 24-7. Exactly. No. Yeah, I didn't, say, I didn't say he's like the merman or anything. He hasn't got, like, gills or anything. Gilman. Gil- no, that's what I said. Gilman. It's his name. Gilman. Gilman. Jason Gilman. <laughs> yeah, why did he look burnt then when it was just when he'd been drowned? Well, he's meant to look kind of almost rotted. Like, oh, okay. Yes. So the idea that you don't really come across until part two yeah. is that Jason drowned in the lake, was dead, but got revived. And he was kind of there for so long that, you know, he was in the water for so long that he kind of got, had to get pulled out and got revived. Like, so he's been living this entire time and looking after. Well, this is all stuff that's in the sequel and it kind of goes on to, well, I mean, Jason kind of evolves into this whole other thing later on in the franchise. Like essentially becoming somewhat of an unkillable machine. You know, like oh. nothing affects how did it, him. How did his own mother not know that he had been revived? Who revived him then? Well, I think she did. This is the thing. I think she did know. She And she'd been looking after him this entire time, oh, but still... okay. But yeah. yeah she didn't say my boy died. She just said he drowned. He drowned. And he did drown. Yeah, he did. Oh, uh, okay, I see. Right. And then, obviously, she gets her head cut off. Oh, yeah. At the end. Oh, yeah, that was in, in a very e- drawn-out I mean, manner. Yeah, very drawn-out. So they fought with each other, couldn't fight each other, were barely, like, tussling. She was kind of being slapped, barely even being slapped and, like, throwing herself back 15 feet. And then all of a sudden she picks up this measly knife that could barely even cut that snake earlier and took her head clean off. Right. Uh, in a slow-motion fashion. Yeah. And it just, like, spun up in the air. Ooh. <laughs> But then Jason finds that, picks it up, oh. builds a shrine out of it <laughs> in the in the forest. What a weirdo! So he's hung onto her, hung onto her head, and still hears the voice of his mother telling him to go and kill people that are in the forest, um, having happy, jolly private part times. I knew there was times. something about that. I knew there was something yeah. about his mum. Yeah. So, what did you reckon to Friday the 13th overall? I thought it was really rubbish. Really? <laughs> yeah. I so, I don't really like watching supernatural horror films that much because sure. I think they can use it as, like, an excuse for anything to happen. And it starts to get a little bit silly. Some of them are probably really good, and I know that there will be ones out mm-hmm. there that, like, start a trend and are actually good. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them are like, oh, well, of course this happens because it's a ghost. Yeah. So it's just like it's oh, it's really frustrating because it's like all bets are off. Well, anything. It's like if you do something about magic. Well, it's magic. Yeah. Course, There's no rules when it it's comes magic. to magic. Yeah. So that's yeah. what it's like with with horror. Like, well, how did that happen? Well, it's ghost, isn't it? Well, right. Okay. And so that's a bit frustrating. So I prefer things that are kind of like this with real people that could go crazy because yeah. it does happen. And 
there are more realistic rules a lot of the time. Sure. But I just... As opposed to later on in the franchise where it kind of jumps the shark a little bit. Well, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I do prefer things like this. And I thought Halloween was a really good film. Yes. But, yeah, I didn't really like this that much. I thought it was a bit... I yeah, I, was a bit... I didn't think okay. the acting was very good. I think like they left it far too long to. It was like far too drawn out to bring like the actual story. It's just I don't know. So you're not a fan of this first one? I didn't think it was that. No? I didn't think it was that great. Even no. though it's like preferable to other films, you still didn't. What do you mean preferable to other? Preferable films? by comparison to like supernatural ones. Oh, okay, maybe. I know there are some good ones out there, but I was just saying that's why I normally prefer this type of like genre. Right. But yeah, I didn't. It, it was okay. Okay. Well, we will get a rating for Friday the Thirteenth and what it's out of after we move on and have a look at Nightmare on Elm Street. But before we move on and have a look at Freddy Krueger, your guy in Nightmare on Elm Street much like the twist ending (laughs) of Friday the 13th we are going to end part one of our Halloween Fright Fest Spooktacular, that's right, you heard right this is a longer episode that we are splitting into two halves people, so if you want to know what rating Amber is going to give Friday the 13th and you want to hear what we thought of Nightmare on Elm Street as well as an extra added bonus surprise for our listeners you are going to have to stay tuned and catch up with part two which will come out after part it's not going to come out before part one that would be a little (laughs) bit ridiculous of me why would I have done that you're going to have to stay tuned and listen to part two. So, until next time, don't go swimming in the lake. Could be bad for your health.